Welcome to the 185th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on June 10th, 2020. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com. And I am 50% of this here show. With me is co-host and my salty sous chef, Carlos Rodella. Oh, yes. Would you like um, some uh, side of couscous, uh, sir? <laughs> I would like a big bowl of couscous, please. Actually, I like quinoa a lot, and I just had some. Quinoa is great. Quinoa is fine. I like quinoa with something. It's very rare that I want that I want like quinoa, where I'm like, oh, I just, I just want some quinoa. I just want to nom on that. It's like it's usually just like sprinkled on something or mixed with something yeah know? i don't mean like a bowl just a bowl of quinoa i mean like your quinoa i put a little chicken on the side a little broccoli that's my deal yeah it's like it's like just like the it's like when you pack a box to like you're gonna mail a box like the post office right so you got like a valuable item you put it inside the box but the box is too big so you fill it full of styrofoam like peanuts it's kind of like, like quinoa, quinoa is the styrofoam peanuts of your dinner plate oh no like wait you're you know what? Your chicken i don't think you put so. your broccoli you fill in the gaps with quinoa, and then you're good to go. I gotta disagree. It's much more tasty than that. You gotta cook it right. Yeah, I'll show you. Hey, I'm your sous chef. I'll 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 show you the recipe later. There you go. There you go. All right. We this is actually not a cooking show. You have not stumbled into the wrong podcast, folks. Do not let us fool you. This is the So Video Games podcast. We're just doing a few minutes of light banter for your entertainment. Uh, we're about to move on from that though, because we are a no bullshit show. And we do not do 45 minutes of banter before we get to the good stuff. Um, before we do get to the good stuff, though, we do have a couple of bits of housekeeping this week. I don't have anything on my plate. Uh, Carlos, you have a couple things, don't you? Yeah, I almost feel like the housekeeping, if you change the name it to be like, hey, check these things out, because um, that's what it's kind of turned into. Here's two things you should check out that have to do with video games. The first and foremost is the... Uh, bundle on itch.io it's called the bundle for racial justice and equality it is crazy uh deal it's an insane deal it, it's got to be it's got to be the best deal in the history of video games of video i can't games. think of any deal that's better yeah it's 1000 plus games uh I, I also say works i think they say works because of some of it's like um game templates as well and game assets which is really cool that's cool yeah and then 840 creators uh, they basically said like it's over five thousand dollars in value. The minimum donation is five dollars. What's wrong with you? Why have you not already downloaded $5. it? Five dollars, dude. I don't even play PC games, and I bought this bundle because like, how could you not buy a thousand, you know, a thousand ish games for five bucks? I mean, I I'm terrible at math. That's got to come out to like point zero 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 point two cents or something yeah per game right like what a deal yeah and all proceeds are donated to the NAACP uh legal defense and educational fund and the community bail fund uh split 50 50 so uh especially in this time right now police brutality uh black lives matters this is important as well as a ridiculous deal so just go there yeah, go there and get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought this up, dude. I mean, we definitely stand with Black Lives Matter. We stand for equality. We are definitely on the side of right with all the stuff that's going down right now. And if, if we can donate a couple bucks, it's going to go to two great causes like that. I mean, I'm going to do it regardless if I have the money. But to, on top of that, to get like so like you wouldn't ever have to buy another game in your life, dude. You like, really you don't. Just, you don't. You would just you'd be set for life for like if you had 
a laptop and five bucks, you wouldn't ever have to buy another game. Ridiculous value. And do more than five if you can, obviously, because like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. the more the better. But uh, they raised already four million dollars, and their goal was amazing. Yeah, their goal was five million. So it's awesome to see it actually working. Um, And by the way, if you didn't need uh, more like convincing, Night in the Woods is in this as well as Celeste. Those are both massive games and awesome games. And Night in the Woods is one of my favorite games of all time. A Short Hike's also in it. It's really, really good games as well as, not, as a bunch of indie. So, anyways, that's that. It's, it's funny you say that because, honestly, I didn't even look to see what was even in the bundle because I was going to just get it anyway just to donate the money yep. to the causes. But then people are asking, like, oh, yeah, what do you recommend in a bundle? And I'm like, fuck, dude, that's like a thousand fucking games. Like, I... Okay, I guess I should probably go through the list and like get some recommendations for folks, but I I'm probably gonna do that tonight. But it is it is crazy. I mean, I'm hoping that people will still have time to get that bundle. Do you know when it expires or when the offer oh, stops? Oh yeah, it doesn't say, but they haven't reached their goal. I think they're gonna try to go to their goal, but they're getting close. It's four million one hundred thousand. It's like it's getting close to five million. So uh, get it now. Uh, you'll hear this episode probably in the next day or so. So. Um, Check it. Oh, I just see now it offer ends in five days. So if this goes up, okay. you're probably hearing this. You probably have three days left or so. Three, four days, depending yeah. on how quick we do the editing and posting. You should have plenty of time. I just bought it myself. It took like 90 seconds to buy the bundle. Yeah. If you've got like online payment or something, no problem. Get, get it. Just get it. Don't even talk about it. Even if you're not going to play it, I probably will never play any of these games. Just get it. It's a great cause. Hell of a value. It, you'd be really weird not to do it. Be, before we move on, uh, what you said is actually a pretty good deal, uh, a, a pretty good idea, I mean, is to mention some of the games that you should check out because it is a, like, a daunting task to look at all of them. So yes. I have it in front of me. I'm just going to mention a few right off the top. Um, okay, cool. Because I'm just going to scroll and I know all games, <laughs> weirdly enough. So Night in the Woods, Celeste, both those are incredible. Short Hike is also very good. Um, good. Minute is really, really fun. Minute's been Excellent. on consoles. Yeah, very good. Uh, 2064 read-only memories. Uh, that's a good kind of interesting story one. Uh, Democratic Socialism Simulator, the game that I recommended on this show. I remember that. Is in there. Uh, cat Lateral Damage is really ridiculous and fun. Um, oh, my goodness. There is a lot of good games. I will. You know what? I tell you what, folks. I will. Um, I will. Maybe if you got time also, Carlos. I'll go through this list like after we get done with this show and I'll pick out like 20 or 30 ones that I feel like are really worth it. Carlos, if you want to pick out a couple, maybe 20, 30, or if you got time or maybe less than that, whatever, okay. I'll post them in the show notes. Like I know we take, we say it and we never do it, but I will do it tonight. And if you, if you need for any reason, some more convincing, I'll post the games there and you can see if that seems like something that's to your taste. And if you don't like those, there's like 900 other games you're going to get. So yep, definitely yep. do this, do it, just do it. And also, I just noticed Speed Dating for Ghosts is on there, and I was literally just about to buy that on the Switch. But... Uh, I just bought it a couple weeks ago. I haven't played it yet, though. Yeah. So, I mean, just buy it for the title, Speed Dating for Ghosts. You want that game. Everybody wants that game. What a, what a title. What, what, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, before I leave this uh, section, which I guess is housekeeping, uh, Gajillionaire, Gajillionaire, like Gaijin, um, it's on YouTube. He's so uh, knowledgeable. He's a YouTube channel. He reviews a, a bunch of stuff, but he does a lot of Japanese um, games and consoles and even like just like history of uh, games and consoles. And he recently did um, Bonk and basically going through all different Bonk. And Bonk actually was called PC Genjin in Japan. And he had like 
50 other names because whenever he changed into a different form, he had a different bonk name. And of course, in the US, it was just bonk. But um, he's a great YouTube channel. It's totally a time waster. I shouldn't say time waster. You're not wasting any time. It's a time suck is what it is because it's incredible. And I think he actually likes TurboGrafx and PC Engine just as much as I do. And I'm sure as much as a lot of you out there. So check his channel out. Uh, I'll, I guess we we have already notes. Maybe Brad can put it in the notes. Just send it to me with your <laughs> list and I'll remember to do it. Otherwise, I will forget exactly four seconds after we stop uh, recording because okay. I cannot keep that in the uh in the active memory it's it's really cool though um i really like his channel and so yeah check that out excellent excellent anything else for the uh, housekeeping section no let's move on to games all right moving on to games uh here we go folks first up it's gonna be kind of a weird week i'm just gonna give you a heads up kind of a weird week we'll explain why later um carlos let's start with you uh brand new 2d platform that just came out a week or two ago called skele attack are you playing it on the switch no i'm playing it on ps4 PS4. Okay, it's also on the Switch. That's where I was looking at it. Uh, but all I know is you're a skeleton and you do some platforming. I bet there's probably a little bit more to it, so why don't you fill us in? Yeah. Uh, can you look up the developer while I do that? Because I you forgot. Bet. I'm going to do I'm that really right bad. now. Skeletac. Um, I just found it randomly popped up and on my PS4, and I like platforming. And the animation, the cartoon style just looked really cool, so that actually was what brought me in in the trailer. And I would say about the art style, by the way, you know, Brad loves his art styles. And if it's good art, it will really um, bring you in sometimes. This is similar to Cuphead. It has some really cool animation. And the smoothness of the of the, the movement and stuff. Yeah. And, and I'm working on a platform and it is tough to do smooth animation, especially to make it look believable. Um, it's not as like old timey cartoon as that, but it definitely feels good when you're running around and, and attacking. Uh, essentially, you're a skeleton with a bat friend, a little friend who's a bat, and you have to go uh, into different, essentially dungeons, kind of like a roguelike in that way where you go into dungeons, do things, and then come back to your hub town. But it's not a roguelike because it really feels like story-based where there's a lot of jokes, there's a lot of like, in play, interplay between the two and you start off in like a little town of a bunch of skeletons because you're in skeleton i guess and <laughs> i don't know if that's what it's called and you uh it's just really fun it's like everyone's like uh just happy to be skeletons in this little town and the bat is like talking about uh, trying to find the, the great big bat someday it just feels like heartwarming in, in a weird way even though you're like all these undead skeletons but then at some point, it kind of comes up that you don't know who you are. The character like doesn't know like how he, she died. And so that is really kind of the crux of the story, to go through all these different dungeons, do all these different adventures, to try to figure out what happened to you, um, and as well as rescue people and do kind of little tasks along the way. Like at some point, you're in a dungeon, and there's a bunch of mice. and Are they rats or mice? I can't remember. <laughs> I think they're rats. I love that we're trying to like really nail down which member of the rodent family it is in this dungeon. We got to be very specific about. Yeah. It <laughs> about might matter. But dungeon. they like cheese. Do rats like cheese too? I think all rodents will eat cheese if it's around. I don't think it's their their primary jam. But. That's true. Anyways, you meet some rodents, and at some point there's a rodent king, and you go talk to the rodent king, and you go to have to go unlock this area where there's a bunch of cheese and food for them, and so. 
yeah, at some point you're fighting a lot of humans in these dungeons and doing all these kind of like adventures within the dungeons. And you have your basic sword attack and there's kind of a melee combat, but there's a lot of platforming. So it's kind of a mixture of Super Meat Boy at times with um, a jump attack melee game, which means what I mean by that is like there's definitely a lot of like one shot kills in the dungeon, right? So if you jump and hit some spikes, you're dead. But then you can platform and be really good at that section and not, you know, not get killed. And then you've got to like fight enemies and they take a few hits. So you're doing like some melee combat. So it's an interesting mix of those two genres. Let me ask you, man. So I, I was, uh, oh, by the way, the developer is Ukuza, U-K-U-Z-A. And I think they have a deal with, um, I want to say Konami. Yeah, mm. Konami for publishing, uh, which is weird because Konami is kind of a weird thing right now. But anyway. So I almost bought this just because it looks really cute. Like you were, you were correct. I mean, I'm definitely a sucker for a good art style. Good art will go a long way with me. Um, but as I was looking at this, it looked real cute. But I paused. I did not actually pull the trigger on this one because I just wasn't sure, like what the hook of gameplay is. Now I hear you say like there's you know melee combat, which I mean every game has melee combat. There's platforming. There's a million platformers. What is? I mean, is there anything? about the gameplay of Skell Attack, not story related, but just gameplay that makes it stand out. Is there a gimmick to it? Can he throw a skull? Does he transform into things made out of bones? Does his, uh, I don't know, does, his, does he fly around in his bat? I mean, is there some hook to the gameplay? Yeah, there definitely is like um, upgrades. So you can do upgrades and then the bat itself comes into play where there's levels where the bat will fly you around. Um, but you have to control that and it turns into Flappy Bird, which I, don't like that part. Oh, man. Okay, that just brought me down a couple degrees. Well, at time, not like the levels all like that, but you're in a dungeon. So, like, there might be one section where you've got a, like, wind is blowing and you're, like, trying to work against it and not get one-shotted by the spikes or something. So, that section was my favorite, but I don't, here, here's, here's my only hook for it. It's pretty difficult, and I'm not a big fan of, like, super hard games where I'm dying a bunch of times. Secondly... The difficultness, like a Meat Boy, is the pro is that you just start right away, right? So if you die, you immediately start right away from a checkpoint, which is really close by. So there's not a lot of penalty for dying, and you're not like going back all the way to the, the, the hub town, and you're not lo losing progress. So that helps, right? Because even though it's really difficult, you just start right from where you died. And thirdly, to really answer your question and why I'm still playing it, even though it's difficult, is because it's a story. The story is, and the art style mixed with the story, is why I'm playing it. I'm interested to see where this character comes from. I like the jokes. So there's definitely like, yeah, a lot of dialogue and a lot of like jokes with different characters that you meet. So that's what brings me through. Similar to Celeste, which we just mentioned on the um, bundle that you can buy. Celeste is a good platformer uh, where you die a lot and it has that Meat Boy kind of feel where you're definitely dying a lot. But you, I don't play Celeste for that. I actually played Celeste to get to the really interesting story bits. Um, so I, that's how I'm treating this. I'm almost treating it like a Celeste where, you know, I like the gameplay and it's fun. But I, when I get frustrated, I think about like, well, let me just get past this one next section because then I'll get to some funny dialogue. 
Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, I'm going to keep my eye on this one. I don't know that that's necessarily enough to win me over right now because there's a lot of competition for my time at the moment. For you, I don't um, think so because I, I know you're like a mechanics guy too. Like I feel like you would like like it more if it was more, yeah, like you said, something different about it. But at the end of the day, it's like don't get hit by spikes and like attack things. Yeah, you know? I don't know if that's enough, but God, it sure looks cute. Like I'm really tempted, but I think I'm going to wait for a sale. In fact... Nintendo, speaking of sales, has a huge summer sale right now. So I'll check to see if maybe this is on the summer sale. A lot of stuff is half off or more. Um, so I will go check that out. But all okay. right, thank you for the uh, the props on Skeletac. Attack. I will, I'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, I enjoy it, and I'm going to keep playing it because of the story. Excellent, excellent. Okay, uh, I'm going to do just kind of a rapid-fire rotation through a bunch of games that, I mean, just up front, none of them really stuck with me. But I played them. I, t- I spent some time. I feel like I should bring it to the show so we can talk about them real quickly. I'm just going to do just real quick. Bam, bam, bam. Knock them out. First one is called Evan's Remains. This is a 2D platformer slash visual novel. Um, I can't exactly say what it's about. Not because I'm not trying to spoil anything. Just because I don't fully understand. You you play a girl who goes to an island. And apparently she's like looking for a scientist or something. But then certain things happen and then all of a sudden you're not really sure of who you are anymore. So the story is kind of like 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 me describing it to you just now is kind of more interesting than it comes off in the game because uh, I lost interest in the story pretty quickly. And the gameplay side of it, it's just a series of these puzzles. And there's only one kind of puzzle so far. Um, I didn't get too far in the game, maybe one or two hours. But it's like it's the kind of puzzle where it's platforming, but every time you touch a platform, it disappears And then there's a switch to rotate which platforms appear first. So you have to figure out, okay, which platform do I want to have be there first? And then when I jump on this platform, it's going to disappear. So where do I need to go to next? And so you have to kind of think like two or three steps ahead before you actually do the platforming. And if you did it correctly, you'll be able to make it to the other side of the level. And if you did not do it correctly, then you just start over. There's no like death or anything. It's just start over. No real penalty, but I got real tired of those puzzles. I don't like those kind of puzzles very much, and there wasn't anything else to really break it up. And although the pixel art was pretty cute, uh, the story wasn't interesting enough to me either. So with gameplay that wasn't too great and a story that didn't hook me, I bailed on it pretty quickly. But I really do think the art is cute, and uh, you know maybe if somebody really likes that kind of puzzle, they will jam on it. But for me, I bailed on that one pretty quickly. Uh, next one is not necessarily a dismissal, but like a frustration. It's called help will come tomorrow. It is a narrative survival resource management game where you play four people who get dumped off a train in the middle of Siberia in the wintertime. And it's four people huddled around a campfire trying to survive. It's really interesting in terms of mechanics because it takes into account the political leanings of each person, their their socioeconomic level, um, personality quirks. And then like whenever you're trying to survive, it rates you on like, what are you doing with the resources you have? If you're very efficient with them, then you get a higher rating. If you fuck around and you, you burn stuff that you weren't supposed to burn, and you break stuff, then you get a lower rating. So it has all these like little triggers that you kind of like have to factor in and you try to get the people to agree with each other and cooperate while also surviving, looking for more resources and hoping for the help that will theoretically come tomorrow, but apparently it never does. So really interesting. But the problem is uh, I bought it on Switch. It's also on Xbox, PS4 and PC. Bought it on Switch because I felt like, okay, resource management sim, 
a lot of talking. I'm probably going to want to like sit on the couch for this, like with a blanket or like when I'm in bed or something. It seems pretty chill. Uh, got it on switch and it, the text is so small, dude. I can't read it. I can't read it. I want to read it. I'm really interested in this game. It's so small. I almost was going to get like a magnifying glass out just so I could keep playing it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And there's like lots of like UI and text elements where it's like, oh, you got to lock your status bar and who's hungry and who's thirsty and how, what do you got it resource wise? How many twigs do you have? How many berries do you have? I mean, it seems really cool and I'm really interested. It's just way too small. Um, it's one of those switch games where it is ported to the switch and it I, apparently it runs fine as far as I can tell, but it is not redone for the switch. You know what I mean? Like they don't Im- improve the size of the menu options. They don't improve the size of the text. And so it is like, I'm sure it looks fine on a PC. I'm sure it looks fine on the Xbox, but it looks real small on the Switch. So, okay, I will definitely buy it in the in the mental vault. I mean, clearly, because we talk about it all the fucking time. Like, I feel like we talk about this like at least once a show. There's some kind of like text is too small, or the accessibility is bad, or the menu options are bad. I mean, this seems like a really cool game. I just, like, I was straining my eyes so hard trying to read the tiny-ass text. I was like, okay, forget it. I mean, whatever. Well, all right. Anyway, so I'm not, it's not a dismissal, just like a frustration, and maybe I'll play it on a different platform. We'll see. Uh, it's good. It's good artwork, yeah. It is on PS4. It is. Yeah, I'm going to try my Switch in docked mode, and I know that not a lot of games... I mean, games sometimes chug a little bit in docked mode, which is weird. Uh, I'll try it in that mode. Hopefully it's more visible, but if not, I don't know what I'm going to do, so we'll see. Uh, Next game is called Liberated. just came out a couple days ago. This is a... I don't know if it's exactly black and white, but it's very black and white-ish. It is a some kind of, like, future noir cyberpunk something you know political game it's kind of hard to tell what the game is about because the story doesn't really get off to the greatest start but it's told in like comic book style sort of where each level begins as a comic book you zoom into the panel and then when you're in the panel then you just play like a regular 2d platformer it kind of handles like um uh inside or limbo or one of those one of those like you know um silhouette heavy side scrolling 2d games uh, I, I, like I said, I can't really tell you what it's about just because I just don't understand what it's about. Like I didn't get enough of the story. It just seems kind of like, I don't know, vaguely Eastern European and tech noir stuff. Um, but it just didn't hook me story-wise and the gameplay wasn't great. Like you, I don't see any real reason it needs to be in a comic book. So that didn't really click with me. And as far as the combat goes, it just feels really janky. The, the gunplay is not good and you're constantly surrounded by guys who want to shoot you and you got to do like a little bit of stealth and hide from cops and stuff. And it just... You die, you get sent back. I just, none of it was working for me. Like, it didn't it didn't intellectually stimulate me enough to want to, like, really dig into the systems, and the systems didn't seem interesting enough to really want, you know, to carry me along, even though the story wasn't that interesting. So, I I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't play very much. It didn't interest me very much. I didn't want to play more, I guess, is a better way to say that. So, I left it alone pretty quick. I don't think I'll ever play it again, so maybe not the strongest recommendation. Yeah, basically, basically. I got one final one to talk about. I'm going to turn it back over to you. This one is called Depth of Extinction. Uh, This was originally on PC, just got ported to the Switch. I think it's on other platforms as well. It looks like 
a really low rent version of um, a 2D XCOM or something like the original XCOM, not not the new XCOM that everybody likes, but like the one that was on like PS1 back in the day or the original PC. Everybody is just really kind of this really skinny pixel person with not enough personality to them. The levels are pretty drab and kind of samey. And the UI is pretty bad, and the systems are just not very smooth, not very intuitive. Uh, so it's like the developer wanted to do kind of an X XCOM style game, but it just none of, none of the elements are really working for me at all. Like it doesn't look good, it doesn't feel good to play, it's not intuitive, it's not honestly that interesting. Because like there's a lot of like turn-based strategy on the Switch. That's a really tough market to break into right now. A lot of really really top shelf stuff. Um, and as I was playing this, I was like, ah, it just feels like a really janky PC game that I would probably buy for like three bucks on sale because I like the cover art and I just would play it for five minutes and never play it again. And that's kind of basically what happened. I think I put maybe like half an hour into it and I'm like, okay, I'm good. I don't need any more. Uh, do not think I will ever play that one again either. So those are my four. I, they're not recommendations. I mean, those are my four games that I played this week on Switch. They're just games that I played. So Evans Remains. Help Will Come Tomorrow, Liberated, and Depth of Extinction. And out of those four, the only one I still want to play is Help Will Come Tomorrow, but I need to play it on a platform with larger text. Anyway, so I hate to bring uh, a bunch of bummers like that this week, but, you know, that's uh, that's what I had. I guess it's four strikes you're out. <laughs> four, yeah, it is four, four strikes. <laughs> well, 3.5. I mean, I, th I, th I feel like Help Will Come Tomorrow will be good. I just need to... I just need to be able to see what they're saying. These right. interesting Russian people freezing in Siberia. I'm very curious to see what they say. Yeah. So, anyway, Carlos, enough for me. Let's turn it back over to you. Ease, which is YS. Now, which Ease is this now? Is it Memories of Celsita? Is that the right yes, one? Yes, yes. Memories of Celsita? Seta? Yeah. So, okay. So, like, honestly, I, I haven't really been following Ease that closely. I know of it, of course. It's been around for many years. I want to, isn't this like a remake of, or a re-release of some game that came out like several years ago? Yes, on the Vita. And okay, okay, okay. Quite a while ago, um, but it's the first kind of full console release. Um, I guess Vita is a console, but for home systems uh, on your television. And Ease is something that's near and dear to my heart. Also, uh, to call back, Gajillion Air, or Gajillion Air, uh, talked about Ease and his love for it as well. It was the first, um, one of the first uh, CD games they played on the TurboGrafx. Yes. Which gave me CD audio and real people talking. And um, nowadays that sounds like nothing. That sounds like a video game. But it was really, <laughs> really. It was fancy back in the day. That was, it, that was, you were living high on the hog with that stuff. Yeah, you were very fancy. Also, I have a funny story about how I got my TurboGrafx CD. And I'll tell you that later but he okay. he also talked about uh ease and his love for one and two so ease book one and two came out on the turbo cd um there's a game that took place in the timeline before that and then after that in the timeline of the ease world is this game so basically it takes place after uh books one and two and yes yeah, so was originally released for the vita and now is ported to the ps4 so if it's okay. ease i'm excited because it's kind of, uh, I have history with that. Yeah, you are a big fan. You you bring that series up a lot, and I feel like it's not something that's often in the public eye. So you definitely uh, have a lot of love for that series. Love and hate for PS4, because remember what happened with my Ease game? Uh, the newest one? 
Yeah, I do remember that. I don't know what episode that was on. I'm sure folks who listen to the show remember that as well. I can't download the game I bought. But anyways, we'll go into that later. Uh, East Memories of Salceda. Cita. You know, I'm playing the game and I still don't know. We don't we do not do research. Uh, even in the games that we're playing. This game, why I knew I would like it, because I'd like known about it but never played it on the Vita, is the combat. You know me in combat with RPGs. Uh- yeah, if you get a good combat engine, you're you're in. I'm in, and I am in in this game because I remember seeing it and uh, just liking its dodging and its attacking and etc. So it's an action RPG, obviously, and you play as I Adol, 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 A D O L, Adol. Say it like nine more times, and maybe we'll figure Adol. it out. Adol, Adol, it's Adol. It's it's definitely Adol Christian, which is interesting. Anyways, he's oh, the main yeah. star. Of anyway, most of, yes. Anyway, <laughs> he's the main star of most of the games, uh, and he just came off a of bender with Ease One and Two, and kind of doesn't know who he is anymore. He's literally has amnesia and just stumbles into a town, and in that town, which is your hub town, you're going to you know do the basic RPG stuff. Now the difference of this game is. You go out into this forest, it's called the Great Forest, and your whole goal for the game is to map the forest, which is really interesting mechanic. Where So you go into a field where you'd find monsters and get treasure chests, etc., and do missions, but then you'd come back and you'd have like a portion of the map mapped out. And you're basically doing that for like the town or the, the kingdom, somebody. And it's kind of a, an important thing to do because this forest is full of mystery and magic etc and they need to know what's going on in there and i think there's like a tower at the end of it or something but it's just interesting because that's the the story where you have a hub town and you're going out into this forest to do these adventures and then coming back home now the combat again is super fun the dodge mechanic which is my favorite thing in rpgs i've I've come to discover is very good it's like a little jump he jumps and sometimes he rolls, but the jump is great. It feels really good. And all the attacks feel really good. There's special attacks. There's regular attacks. There's that combo thing when you fill up a meter. All the RPG tropes. And uh, the upgrading seems normal. Nothing like crazy. But there is a little bit of almost Final Fantasy-esque like reinforcing your weapons thing. Where, you know, in Final Fantasy it's Materia. And in this one it's like take reinforced gems and put it in your sword to make bonuses X. So there's a lot of kind of management with your weapons, which seems fun. And so it's not just like buy new sword. You know what I mean? Like level 28 sword. Now you're better than level 27. It's actually like a little bit more uh, investment in that. So that's the game. It's Hubtown. Go out and explore, which I like that element a lot and literally map on a map, uh, different areas. And then do, you know, a million side quests, fight a million monsters. And it is that perfect thing that like, um, what's it? Uh, tri- uh, trials, not trials. Um, what, oh my goodness. Why am I blanking on it? The, the game that I love the most, the rolling and the combat. Uh, Trial, trials of mana that you just played? Trials of mana. It is a trials game. It is a trials game. Just not the one that you're thinking of. Not the one uh, with the dirt Trails bikes. of cold. <laughs> nice. I was thinking of trails of cold steel. Trials of Mana is that same thing where, like, because it's just so fun to do the combat, that's what keeps me. And 
you know, you're not going to win any awards for story. All right. It's an old school RPG, basic stuff. But the combat's super fun. It's just super fucking fun. And even the first boss that you, you encounter, it takes a while, but you never feel like you're screwed. You feel like you've got a chance because, you know, I think that's what good melee combat does. You always feel like you have a good chance. And if you fucked up, it's your fault. And this is that's how it works. Like, I got to the boss and I was like, I'm a little underpowered, but I'm going to roll. I'm going to attack. I'm going to try you know, to use my maneuverability and beat him. And I did. So I'm all in. I really, really like it. And, um, I was going to say something else and I forgot. I remember. Uh, do, you, do you, have you, um, where are you with the ease? You, you don't care for the ease, right? Or you don't. I mean, I've played a handful of them over the years. I mean, I think the first one I ever played, I want to say, wasn't there? There was one on TurboGrafx 16, wasn't there? There was. I'm pretty sure there was. Well, that's the one I was talking about, the Ease Book 1 and 2. Okay, Book 1 and 2. So I did play some of those back in the day. Not my favorite. Um, I've played... It's like... It's like I couldn't tell you, like, any of the titles or, like, any really thing about them. Because when I think of the Ease series, the, the first thing I think of is, like, back in the day where the combat was the kind of combat where you just bump into someone. I know. they didn't have... They didn't have like fighting mechanics back then. So like your little dude had a sword and he held it out in front of him statically. And then you would just bump into somebody. And I thought that was terrible combat and I really didn't like it very much at all. So I didn't click with it. And since that time, every time an ease game comes out, I look at it and like no disrespect to you or to anybody else. I just like, they just seem like super generic JRPG action games and like nothing about them stands out to me. The art is kind of like par for the course and the combat all seems like I watched the video and I'm like, okay, that looks like a dozen other games, like nothing about the E series, the story. I've never heard anything really great about the stories. And so I, they just seem like one of those like random cheeseburger games where it's like, you like a cheeseburger. If there's one in front of you, you'll eat it, but you won't like take a date out for a cheeseburger. You won't like call your mom up and say you had a wonderful cheeseburger <laughs> well it's just like you know you'll just be like oh yeah i have a cheeseburger nom 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 eat it okay now i forgot the cheeseburger moving on i have you know many, what I, mean? I have many things to say one you can go out on a date and have burgers that's like a great date that sounds like a great date to me i mean potentially but like i don't you know you it wouldn't be like your first thing if it was a fancy date or something it's not something that's like super memorable you know and well then that proves my other point not everything has to be fancy um yeah no totally i mean that's what i mean like cheeseburgers are great and right. you have one, but it's not like, okay. it's just like filler. You know right. what I mean? You're not wrong. So I'm going to agree and disagree. So I, <laughs> because, well, here's the thing. Remember, like I liked uh, Trials of Mana because it was basic. And I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I said that in my review. I, I loved it. I beat it. I mean, you have to like a game enough to like go through how many hours that was. But it's it's just a different type of thing. It's a different type of thing that, that fills something else up, you know? And so... Well, like the ease games, I'll say it is similar to that. Like, first off, you're totally right about the combat in one and two. It was not good. But what's interesting is I was okay with it because I came from the world of Ultima. And Ultima one and two, I think, and even three, you just bumped up against enemies. And mm-hmm. so it actually made sense to me. I was like, oh, yeah, that's how a lot of PC RPGs are. But it's terrible. Fine. That's, that's right. But I would say that interestingly just kind of like final fantasy a lot of the ease games are just different like ease origin is totally different there's one that's just a tower i forgot what what version what game that is yeah yeah right you just no that's true yeah it's like it's like one of those series that they keep the name but they kind of do different things with each game and they're not they're not always like direct sequels and 
you know, kind of like Final Fantasy in that respect, where there's kind of some themes, but like each game is a little bit different. And yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Like I just, it's I don't I don't dislike it. I just look at it. and I'm like, it just doesn't hook me. You know, nothing yeah, about yeah, it yeah. seems interesting enough. And I, I would say that the same thing with with Ease Eight, which again I will get again at some point and finish. But I was having a great time with it because it was similar to Trials. It was like, okay, yeah, this is fine. This is relaxing and good. And that's why I'll probably finish uh, Ease Memories of Celsetta because it's just fun to play. And and I do like the map element. Again, that's different. You know, the one's a tower, one's a mapping of an area. They're just they're just so different. So uh, b- big. Big uh, thumbs up for me. And if you like action RPGs that are simple and that are cheeseburgers, then this is the cheeseburger for you. <laughs> and they're not they're not bad. I mean, I, I love a good cheeseburger every now and again, you know. But, uh, but uh, ironically, it is what it is. It is what I, it is. I've said cheeseburger enough, but ironically, I do not uh, like cheese on my hamburger at all. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. I, it well, like we'll, freaks me out. We'll dive into that. Yeah. Really? You are alarmed by cheese on your burger. Oh, no. It makes me... I'm just thinking of it right now, and it makes me really upset. Like, they would give it to me sometimes, because they always... By the way, people <laughs> assume that you just want a cheeseburger. If you order any burger, they're like, uh, they're blah, 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 and then I have to go, no cheese. And they're like, what? You don't want cheese on your hamburger? It comes with it if you want it. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't. And then they still put it on lots of times. Anyways, I can't deal with the cheese on the hamburger. Hey, this sounds like an entirely separate podcast discussion that we need to have sometime. Where tell me where the cheese touched you, Carlos? Where did uh, the cheese it touched you? my fingers as I was pushing it off the fucking hamburger. That's where it touched me. <laughs> and I didn't like it, and I can still sense it's the feeling of it. Um, be, be, oh god, we gave you cheese PTSD. You're having flashbacks. Yeah, flashbacks I'm a, of your worst burger right now. I so. am. I am. But before we leave this topic, because uh, it's similar related, uh, and I'm all over the place today uh, tangentially, uh, the TurboGrafx CD-ROM. Funny little side story on how I got it. If you'd if you'd like to hear, is this involve you standing on a corner in the dark? No. Why does your mind okay. always go to these places? <laughs> that's all you. Yeah, I don't man. know. That that's, would be that would be kind of funny. That's all you. Kind of funny. So okay, I I you know grew up poor, didn't have much money. The CD ROM back in the day was a separate unit. You had to buy the CD ROM, yep. and it was a big deal because it was obviously all this you know improved graphics and visuals and and CD sound and audio. Uh, so I um, worked as a janitor at a school in the summertime. So I worked in the heat in this like middle school. Wait, how old were you at this point? I was in school, but I just it was like a summer job where you could like go clean one of the schools for extra money. I mean, are we talking like sixteen or like what are we talking? I was in high school, so I guess fifth, four, fifteen, four, fourteen. Okay, okay, something like that. Whenever, I'm just imagining like nine year old Carlos with a mop, like standing in a hallway. <laughs> oh, no, that sounds like okay, child, so you child were, labor laws. You, um, right? No, no, no. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. yeah. And I was in like junior high or high school and, you know, needed to get this. So we didn't have the money. So I worked at scraping like the tables, you know, of the gum on the bottom of the tables. Sure, sure. Doing all the janitor stuff and did it for a whole summer and saved up enough money. It was like $3.99 or something insane. And and bought it and it came, it came in this massive box like this like the box was pretty much like the uh, the whole thing was pretty much just a carrying case for the CD-ROM, but no one in the right mind would actually bring that out to a friend's house because it was this huge thing. Uh, so I never used the, the the box or this you know carrying case, but yeah we I got it and I put in Eastbook one and two and Valis and uh, and Night Trap and all the games that like use you know full motion video and stuff. 
and I lost my fucking mind, and it was like life changing. So, pretty good stuff back in the day. I was not I was not rich enough uh, to ever get the CD ROM. Uh, I did not have a job and enough money at that time. I wanted it. I would have bought it. I had the base Turbo Graphics, and I really really wanted the CD thing. I, just, I could never swing it. But I did have a friend who had it, and they brought it over once in a while. So I got to experience some of the games, you know, whenever that friend was available for, like, a Friday night sleepover during high school or something. But Wait, I never owned one, sadly. That means a friend used the case that I didn't use. God, I'm, I don't remember them actually. No, I think they just brought it over, like, in a brown paper bag or something. <laughs> I don't think, it, I don't think they brought the case. That's crazy. It came with it. Like, it was, I, it was most of the, the box. No, I don't remember the case. I don't think they brought it. I just saying I'm saying NEC, you did a, a stupid job. You, you made a huge box for no reason. No one used your damn carrying case. They should have just put the unit in there. Anyways, agreed. Agreed. Anyway, moving on. Memories, memories. Okay, moving on. Um, so, folks, I wish that I had more to talk about this week. I know I talked about those four Switch games, and that was kind of unsatisfying for me, probably for you also. I apologize. <laughs> um, I wish that I could had that I had more to say, um, but I can't this week. I'm actually hip deep in a really good uh game which is currently under embargo it's got to be guaranteed one of my top 10 for the year it's a lock it is a lock it's gonna be in my top 10 so it's worth it's worth playing it's worth talking about i really want to talk about it with you the listening audience because i love you so much but unfortunately i am two days away from being able to talk about it uh so i cannot say what it is but that's why i don't have anything else to talk about is because I've been putting all my time in this embargo game, uh, which I cannot share with you right now. But next episode, definitely we'll talk about it. You'll definitely want to hear about this. It's a great game. I love it so much, and uh, it is good stuff. In the meantime, I will just give one more shout-out uh, to the other game that is taking up a lot of my time right now, uh, Neo 2, which I talked about last week. Still making daily progress in Neo 2. Still loving it. Um, definitely gets easier as it goes on. It starts off a little bit tough. But once you figure out the systems, you unlock a couple powers. Definitely easier as it goes on. Very reasonable difficulty curve. Um, it's not like you're not going to fall asleep playing this game because you can still get killed in like two or three hits if you're not careful. But it's not like brutal the way that some Souls game are. It's definitely not as brutal as like something like Bloodborne or something. So it's great curve, great graphics, great systems. I just keep unlocking more stuff as I go. I keep getting more and more options and I just love it. You know, got these cool new powers that I'm excited to try. And I just keep doing level after level. And I'm just really, really having a good time with it. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it very much. If you if you want, like, Souls-like action, but you're kind of, like, not in the mood to uh, ram your head into a cement wall with some of that Souls difficulty, I think Neo is a pretty, pretty reasonable alternative. It's got a lot of cool systems, good action, good curve, looks great, feels great. Uh, it's just, it's a fucking great game. Neo 2 is is ace it's really really good but for people um, like me who uh can't deal with even regular souls games still stay away yeah it's not for everybody i mean you got it you, you know it's a souls like and if you're up for that this is a great one if you don't like those games this one will not win you over so i'm not saying this as a means to like convert anybody but yeah if you want a souls like and you don't want from soft stuff and there's a lot of like really bad one-off stuff coming from eastern europe which i think is pretty crappy uh, stay away from some of those, but Neo 2 is absolutely worth the cash. Love it. I, I'm loving Neo 2. It's really, really good. Cool. Um, so that's it for this week's check-in on Neo 2. Probably won't talk about it again, uh, and you can find out what the embargo game is next week, because that's going to be pretty amazing to talk about. And that's that's all I got this week, man. I wish I had more. Uh, I don't have well, anything else, unfortunately. I, I have one more thing. Let's go to you for <laughs> the final bit of the show. Our 
revisit to the wasteland let's do a quick check-in with carlos's adventures in fallout 76 Ooh, i feel like that's a perfect setup for a, a some music right there that was like i saw like i just saw something happen there do i have to do that in post now Maybe. I mean, I guess you kind of talked about it. Otherwise, you wow. could just leave your little voice track in there, and that Ooh. might be good enough. But that was such a huh? good setup to be like, let's check in on the wasteland, and yeah, uh, a little man, get a little little gunshot, a little guitar twang or something. In there I know there. this episode will never come out. This is gonna be <laughs> in the editing bay for a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a love hate relationship full on now with Fallout seventy six. Full on love and hate, and. Love usually wins out. I usually go back to it because it's still, at the end of the day, a Fallout game. It feels like Fallout 4. If you liked Fallout 4 at all and you wanted more of it, you know, this game has a million quests. And you can be in a world where you're leveling up and getting new uh, items and just scavenging around and stuff. And, yeah, and the Wastelanders DLC, I've actually moved forward. Um, I'm pretty far in it. Like, I'm about to do something big which I can't talk about because it's all spoilery. But Specifically to the DLC, not Fallout 76 in general. Fallout 76 DLC, I'm about to do something big, and yeah, I don't want to spoil that. That is okay. a, that is easily, yeah, over 10 hours of content. I think I'm in my eighth hour right now of it, and it's just, it's, I feel like there's so much more to go. So, uh, yeah, the, the hate just comes in when, uh, and this is, I might have mentioned before, but this is fucked up. So I'm going to do some of the DLC, right? And having a great time. And it levels to you. Like the, the world really kind of most of the time levels to you with the enemies that it provides you. But mm-hmm. every once in a while, like I mentioned last episode, I think, like a level 50 thing will just show up and kill you. Well, I think I figured out why that's happening. The fucking enemies show up because level high level people are around. So if there's a like high players, yes, because remember there are about eight or nine or ten even people on your map at all times, right? Per instance, right, and you don't have to see them, but they're like in your world with you somewhere, right? Right, and lots of times you know you might bump into them, but like it is a pretty big world, so there's chances you won't. But they'll hang around places like guess what Carlos is doing the DLC. So I get to right. a big tower where up until now I've been taking out level ten and fifteen enemies. I get there and all the enemies guarding this door to get into said DLC, you know, next steps are level 40 and 50. And so uh. they just start murdering me because there was a dude in there or dudette and they were fucking like level 100 or something. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I, you know, I, I knew that that was, you know, an instance with like multiple characters and it wasn't like an MMO specifically, but that there were other people in your instance I, I guess I didn't realize that would be a problem. This really reminds me of um, like Fortnite. I'm not playing very much Fortnite right now, but when I did play Fortnite, whenever they would put out the new challenges, it would inevitably like every Fortnite player in the world would be really super concentrated to do those two challenges. So like, let's say, for example, oh, you got to go to the uh, northwest corner of the map to do some challenge over there ordinarily it's a ghost town but then like during that challenge it's like full of fucking people and it's like way oh. harder than it would be sounds exactly like it was happening with uh, 76 here where i guess maybe they didn't take into account that people would be 
unusually concentrated in a specific area and that instance is getting fucked up for people who are not as high level interesting i wonder if bethesda is going to do anything about that or if they're going to just let it ride yeah i don't know i don't know technically how you fix that if you've like built your system to like you know level around that kind of thing that's what i've always been much more of a fan of i hate like scaling enemy like yeah values yeah. i'd much rather have it which a lot of rpgs have it like hey like you said in this northwest corner of the map there's fucking demons you know, they're like level 25 or whatever. You can't fuck with them. But if you're over here, there's like a bunch of sheep, you know, and like, um, you know, <laughs> I was going to say something there or a pe- certain people that follow certain things. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, anyways. Uh, yeah. So like I like that idea better. But this idea obviously can get broken. So what did I do is I just left the server, waited a little while, came back, got a new instance. And then, you know, they weren't influencing that area anymore um uh, okay, okay. And, w- and with that i was able to get you know further into the dlc because then they level to you which is not you know terribly bad so that's my thing i i really love going back in there every once in a while i get fucked up by that leveling and i mean there's people that are level like 120 something and i'm like how'd you even do that like you must have been playing since it came out like every single day oh dude for it you can pick any game you want on earth and whatever game you pick that is somebody's favorite game and there is inevitably somebody who plays that game just like for hours a day like it doesn't matter what game it could be there's always there's always like one or two people who like that's their thing that's all they do they just plug in and just do it all day long there's just there's there's people out there that just that fit that profile so i'm not surprised at all i mean i'm sure there's somebody who has like hit the level cap on that and then just keeps playing starts a new character keeps playing I mean, some people just, like, have that personality, you know? And more power to them. It just, like, but like you said, Bethesda, fix it in some way so that it doesn't, like, fuck up people. Imagine, like, you, like you were saying, like, going into the game at level two, you know, and, and should be able to handle the DLC. And the minute you get to, like, the third section, like, all the enemies are level 40, you'd be, like, pissed. Yeah, it's a challenge, man. It's a challenge when you do stuff like that and you incorporate other real people. I mean, real people interacting is a challenge all by itself but then with scaling levels and having people in the instance like kind of like you know you can't assume that they're going to be working together like maybe maybe the intent was oh the level 100 people will help the level 50 people get through it or maybe they won't like you can't count on people working together you know so that's an interesting design challenge i'm not qualified to like solve that but if i was playing it like you said i would be pretty pissed off if i bought this dlc and was like oh man everybody around here is like 50 levels above my level this is this is not fun at all. Like I could easily imagine getting upset about that. Yeah. To your earlier point, like, or like a point you've made on this podcast before you're like, you would say, I don't care how they fix it. I just know that I'm having a bad time. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah, that's at the end of the day. I'm like, I can't go to this area because it's broken essentially. So yeah, I I've, I've got past it and it's still fun. So love, hate relationship with it. Uh, I'll check in probably again because I'm probably not going to stop playing it. All right. We will check back again with the wasteland. That's it for now, folks. We didn't have any listener Q and a this week. Uh, Oh, uh, any ion games field, Carlos, anything in your radar? Yeah. uh, I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, One, it's like, uh, there's a sketch on Saturday Night Live, uh, where this is character Lindsay was a real person, but Lindsay Buckingham and he never gets on the show and they're like, all right, we'll get to you next week, Lindsay Buckingham. And he just (laughs) never gets uh, like time to talk. I feel like that's Darksburg. So I apologize to Darksburg. <laughs> you are the it's Lindsay like a Buckingham. It's gag at this point, dude. Like yeah. it is. <laughs> You're the Lindsay Buckingham of the Soviet Games podcast, not in any oh, mean man. way. So that... Carlos my, didn't cover Darksburg again. Take a drink. My, 
My eye is strictly my my eye is fully on that game's field. So that's next episode. No, hundred percent. All right. Secondly, uh, on my eye on games field, Ministry of Broadcast, uh, brought up by Defunct Games, and he did a video on it and immediately got me interested in it. So I'm going to buy that on the Switch uh, probably this weekend. It's on sale right now. Oh, is it? Okay, I'll buy it tonight. And then also, uh, I got a code for the Dread X collection. Oh. Do you know about this? Yeah, we actually, I just edited a review. I did not play this because I don't play spooky games, but Dan Weisenberger, one of our resident horror uh, mavens, just reviewed it. Uh, The review will be going up pretty soon. He loved it. I think it's 10 games, and he said I think eight of them were really, really good. Two of them were maybe not so great, but eight out of 10 for something like that is a pretty good ratio. It was, it's a, yeah, I, let's see, how much is it? I don't know how much it is because I got the code, but it's not expensive. It's all the games, though, were also made in seven days. So that's an important thing to notice. And the biggest thing, it's an anthology of like playable teasers inspired by Kojima's PT. Exactly. exactly. So that's really cool. I got the code and I do like spooky games. So I will try it and uh, bring it to the next episode. Great, great. I hear it's good stuff. I hear it's very good time. It's definitely worth the money and worth the time. So check it out and let us know. Can't wait to hear about it. And, uh, I will let you film in. I will never play that, but I'm always okay. interested to hear about the horror stuff. So, all right. Uh, I am out. And I think you are out. I think we are out. I think that's the end of the show. I think that's we're going to leave in a second. That'd be here. funny if you just like left. You're like, I'd I, say, okay, cool, Carlos. <laughs> I'm out. And uh, you finished up the podcast by yourself. I got to be honest, man. I'm a little bit low blood sugar right now because I haven't eaten in a while. And I'm like really focused on getting some food in me. So yeah, once we wrap this up, I got to eat. My brain is falling apart. Wrap it up. Sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. Don't do, don't podcast hungry. Don't do that. Okay, here we go. That is it for the show. Uh, if you got any questions or comments, please hit us up. So, video games podcast at gmail.com. Uh, also on Twitter as a show at So Video Games. But you can hit us up individually. Carlos, what are you pimping this week? Oh, let me do uh, my SoundCloud page because I'm actually starting to put all my old music up on SoundCloud. <clears throat> and we're on SoundCloud too, by the way. We are. Um, so, you can like listen to our podcast there. And also, mine is, I'm trying to find my username. Uh, yeah, it's just soundcloud.com slash Palaton, P-A-L-L-A-T-O-N. That's Native American for warrior. It's not the gym machine or whatever that has all the commercials. Oh, the, the, the fancy, Peloton. the rich white people on those overpriced spin bikes or whatever, yeah. the Peloton. Yeah, different P- different Peloton. P-A-L-L-A-T-O-N. Go check out some music. And I just put up a demo uh, called Every Second Counts. Check out that. Excellent. As for me, same as usual. It's my name on Instagram or Twitter. B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y All A's, no O's And that's going to do it, folks, for episode 185 Thank you again for joining us on the low blood sugar version Of the So Video Games podcast I will definitely eat before I record next time Uh, But we will be back before you know it And in the meantime, this is Bye from Brad And bye from Carlos Yeah, I just said normal It's always weird when I do that